Hey friends, you are listening to the LifeScan Learning Lab edition of the Get Balanced Podcast with me, Dr. Donnie, and my co-host, Chief Todd LaDuke, episode 151. Welcome to the Get Balanced Podcast with Dr. Donnie. If you're a firefighter, law enforcement officer, or emergency medical professional who would like to improve your family relationships, your physical and mental health, and want to have success at work and at home, well, this show is for you. Welcome to the Get Balanced program. Let's get started. Hey friends, you're listening to the Lifestand Learning Lab edition of the Get Balanced Podcast with me, Dr. Donnie, and my great co-host, Chief Todd Latouk. Todd Duke speaking too fast there. Also, the Chief Strategy Officer for LifeScan Wellness Center. And Todd, welcome again. Thanks for joining me or me joining you. And you know how this goes as this partnership. And I'll kick it over to you and let you introduce our fantastic guest today. Yeah, thanks, Tony. It's great to uh, great to be back tipping another session together uh, in 2023. Um, We've got uh, we're off and running uh, this this year with uh, our weekly uh, episodes, and uh, I'm excited about about this uh, episode in particular because we've got a, a great uh, resource and, and colleague and friend um, who has really been doing some good work within the uh, um, learning and educational community uh, to help our first responders uh, with with continuing. Uh, to keep their knowledge where it needs to be. So I want to um, welcome uh, Robbie King from uh, Robbie. I, I got to catch myself. I keep wanting to say Target Solutions and it's it's Vector Solutions now. So uh, I'm dating myself, but wel- welcome uh, and thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we, we're really thrilled to have you. Uh, I appreciate you both letting me come on. Uh, it's such an honor to start my year out with you all and all the listeners. Yeah, no, we're 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 excited uh, as well. I know uh, you've got a, a tremendous amount of uh, things going on at Vector Solution, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. I've had um, the honor of uh, spending some time with you and your team, and um, attending. Uh, I think it was last year, even one of your uh, major client meetings, and some of the just brainstorming and networking and sharing that goes on. So, um, you know, Donnie reminds me every episode that. Um, our listeners not only uh, span all over the United States, but we also have an international audience that listens to the podcast um, globally. So um, for those folks that, that may not know you um, in your background, I know you've got a little public safety pedigree in you. Um, if, if you maybe could just uh, tell us a little bit about your your journey, where, where that's taken you uh, uh, professionally and uh, how you ended up at uh, at Vector Solutions and what your role is there currently, and then then we'll do a little bit deeper dive. But let's start with that just to get our audience up to speed on uh, on your background. That sounds great. So I was really fortunate to I started my fire service career uh, in the United States Navy. I'm really proud of uh, when we look at this. Um, I was on a submarine. Uh, there is no full time firefighters. Everybody is part of the damage control party. Uh, and that's really where it, that zeal started in understanding that this could be a career for me. After uh, I got into the fleet, I became a volunteer firefighter in my community. And that's when the fire service took over for me. 
so I completed my tour for God and country. And while being a volunteer and part-time during that time uh, in the local area, that's where I started my career. So I did 27 years, started in, in the fire in the volunteer fire service moved to a combination career department and then to a combination department and helped grow and i retired out after 27 years as the assistant fire chief um, and so we're like most most agencies we covered the uh, fire we did ems did a little bit of hazardous materials and anything else that uh, the community wanted to throw at us and all of that was in Southeast Georgia. So Camden County was, was our homes. We were on the ocean, on the sunny side of, of, uh, of the Florida line with us. And so that's a little bit about me. Um, and as a chief, I was always trying to get ahead of the curve and I needed a tool to be able to, to help me get ahead of that training curve. And so that's where I got exposed to target solutions or target safety. We even go further back, Todd. And what we became now is Vector Solutions. So I was a client of Vectors for eight years. And I've had the pleasure of supporting the company now for the last eight and a half years since I retired. That, that's great. And, and uh, you know, I joke all the time, Donnie gets to... Uh... Uh, meet all my friends virtually. They just parade once a week across the uh, across the screen. But you know, these are these are such a treat for myself too. Because even people that I've known for quite some time, I always learn something I didn't realize. So I I didn't realize you were a submariner, and uh, that that's that's a neat cool fact. And, and thank you for your service to the to the country. Um, much much uh, appreciated and um, important uh, to to remember all those that are currently serving and, and have served. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, let's get into a little bit, um, and, you know, I, I had kind of the same perspective, I think you did. I, I knew uh, back in the day Target Solutions because Browery County, uh, where I was chief, uh, uh, used uh, that learning system um, to, to really help us and get our arms around a big metro department with lots of moving parts and try to standardize um, education and professional development. But why don't you talk a little bit for our audience um, exactly what Vector Solutions is, what it brings to the table. Um, I, I know um, uh, Donnie went on, took a look at, at uh, the website and was, was overwhelmed with all the, uh, the material and content. But for our audience out there that may not be familiar, or maybe they're using, you know, um, different, different uh, system, but... Um, Give us give us a little bit about background on Vector and, and what that brings to the table for agencies um, that, that may be looking for a solution. Very much. So the nice thing about Vector Solutions, it's been around for an awful long time, since 1999. And we are the nation's leading provider of continuing education to today's public safety world. Uh, we are all over North America. We even got a, a little island out there in, in the Atlantic that's using us as well. Um, so not as big as, as what you were talking about earlier, but we have a really great footprint. What does that, why well, bring that up is we get to support so many different types of agencies. It allows us to create that content that's meeting or exceeding all of those NFPA standards or requirements that are being put on, on your agency. Uh, we did start out in providing that continuing education content, and that's been our mainstay all of these years. But we brought in additional solutions like you, like you were talking about. When we think of training, 
we need to we need to prepare them. We need to continue taking care of them, and we got to retain them as well. So when I think of this, it really comes back down to let's give them this knowledge. Let's give them the, and the equipment that we've given them to use. Uh, make sure it's there. It's meeting all the expectations, and they know how to use it. But then we want to make sure that we're taking care of those folks, so we're not burning them out. We're not causing long-lasting effects. The back of my Tahoe said everyone goes home. The problem was we were sending them back home and they weren't necessarily in the best shape to go home. So the, so we have tools in place to go on with the training platform to make sure they have the hands-on knowledge. We can do those daily checks. We can make sure they know when to come to work or schedule themselves to come back to work, those kind of fun things. And then the latest tool I'll talk about later with you is guardian tracking. And that's our performance management, early intervention, and our exposing tracking tool, which is just, I'm really excited about the early intervention side of things. Hey, Robbie, I'd like to jump in and ask you a question on this, given your career and all of that. And I know you've watched some of my, uh, or listened to some of the podcasts, on work-life balance, and you know, my definition is, you know, are, are your daily behaviors in alignment with your priorities in life? And then of all the thousands and tens of thousands of first responders I've trained, health and wellness, family relationships, 98% of the time are in the top two, yeah. right? And when we talk about, you know, make sure you, you mentioned it about, uh, you know, go back home. Right. How have you as have you evolved from early career, early family to family, you know, children getting older and all of that, the importance of focusing a little bit of that that time and energy on creating those great family relationships, being there for your family, for your children, for your spouse and and making when that home you go back to that there is a nice home to go back to if we talk about it that way. Have you, have you evolved from early career to where you are today in that? I have, and thankfully I had a fabulous wife who worked with me through those, those challenges. And so when you bring that up, I thought about, I was, <laughs> so I was listening to a couple of the podcasts just over the weekend specifically and when I thought about when I first started in the fire service, I was single at the time. And after the end of shift, we would go eat breakfast and then we would go work out and play racquetball, basketball, all of those things. And so when we went, when I finally got back to the house, I was in a much different mindset because I had that camaraderie time. I had my I got fed and I, I worked out. Yeah. I was preparing myself to get to be, to decompress during that time. When I got married, well, I need to get home. I got things to do and all the rest of those things. And I wasn't able to get rid of the fire side of business that I was going through. And it became a struggle because then I didn't have the, the balance. Of, I wasn't ready to get home yet. I didn't understand at that point in my life, I needed that time to decompress and get rid of the things I saw, the things that I did, process all of those that came during breakfast, workout, and, and recreation with, with my peers. 
But oh, yeah. luckily, my wife Katrina was there to help me get through through that period of time. So I have evolved. I struggled. I didn't have a Dr. Donnie back then. Um, so I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited for today's service where we have tools like this where we can listen to them as we need. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. Yeah, some great, some great. Uh, we evolve on the job, but uh, having those, having those resources, whether it's family or just peers, uh, you know, is so important with uh, making sure that we are balanced as we go through um, our, our journey of career and personal. Robbie, I wanted to touch on, um, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, being able to. Um, utilize the platform for training and education. Can you talk a little bit about um, the diversity of content and, and how, um, how uh, what, what content that Vector Solutions brings to bear um, to really any size department? Because that's always a challenge, right? It, you know, you, you look to your training staff and you say, you know, just, you know, make something, do something, um, and, you know, and, and we're not all FDNY, um, you know, with, you know, uh, such a, a wealth of resources. So a lot of departments really struggle with content and, and making sure that they're providing um, the knowledge base uh, necessary for their members. Can touch on that just a little bit. And uh, again, for um, members of our audience that may not be familiar with, with what Vector brings to the table. Definitely. So again, get, trying to get ahead of that training curve for me was really the, the aspect of what you're talking about. A very wide catalog to choose from. So I could rely on Vector Solutions to give me a course, whether it's covering NFPA 1001, whether it's the 1410 series, NFPA 1500, uh, 1021, the driving section of 1002, hazardous materials, wildland firefighting, all of those requirements. So I could assign that course that was accredited through my state agency that meets all of those requirements. But what have then in turn allowed me to focus in on the hands-on training, making sure that we had scenario-based training to really ensure and prepare not only physically, but emotionally what they're going to see and do. So we can have the expectation that they're gonna be successful and we're taking care of Mr. and Mrs. Smith so, so much. So to me, it's pretty interesting to have a catalog that is so wide that we use subject matter experts to create the curriculum. So as a standard changes or a period of time changes, the the, the yays and nays on those surveys, we make those changes with a subject matter expert. We have a team that's their whole job is to take content and put it into a good learning environment. And then it gets peer reviewed. And then if it's EMS, as an example, then it goes through another layer of peer review by other paramedics and nurses. And then we have our own physician who signs off on those courses as our medical director, and then they get sent out. So that's the thing I like about having such a large catalog, but it's not just that part. It's the HR and OSHA content that goes along with it. Um, nobody wants to send, you know, you hire somebody, then you gotta send them to HR for a couple of days and they're gonna sit through this additional training 
and, and you haven't even had them, and but you know you're paying for it. Uh, so for me, being able to have all of that content to make sure that they are prepared fully, so we can get them onboarded safely, get them through the recruit training, and keep them through their entire pace of career with content is really important to me. Yeah, that's it's such a valuable resource too, right? I mean, it's the the value of one stop shop. Um, you know, and, and we're not all blessed to have, uh, you know, a house full of SMEs on every topic. Um, you know, so you kind of, you know, connect the dots, if you will. So for departments that, that you know, are um, struggling with content delivery and, in you know, keeping that fresh and making sure not only are they uh, in line with compliance, but they're um, developing their employees um, to the highest degree possible. So, um, let me ask you, you mentioned the catalog a couple times. So our listeners that are out there, um, that, that you've intrigued now by saying you've got this big, you know, broad, uh, catalog of, uh, learning, um, how would, how would they go about accessing that? Do they have to be a customer of yours already? Or how would they, how would they take a look at maybe, um, what, what, uh, benefit their department would find from, you know, such a wealth of information? Very much. I think the easiest way is to travel to vectorsolutions.com. Uh, all of our catalogs are listed on the website. Uh, if I remember correctly, we just made an update to the website, but it's under resources and you'll see the icon for, for catalogs and you'll see all of the information, uh, there's roughly 450 hours as it relates to the, the fire department to be able to, to choose from. You can download that catalog and, in the, and there'll be a description of all of those courses. And again, to me, have, being able to see all of those things takes the worry away from, oh, my, do I talk to a salesperson? No, but I don't want to, it's great to have these courses, but I really want to, to remember why we're doing it is to prepare our responders to be able to learn when and where they want to learn this information. Um, you know, Dr. Donnie might be, you know what, I need to be at the beach uh, with my feet in the sand. That's where I learn the most. You know, maybe I need to be in, in the day room. You do know me pretty well. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> See the surfboard in the background? <laughs> You know, but time maybe you need to be in the day room where everybody is is in there. But we all get to take take in this information, and then the train division comes in with that hands on training with tools like Vector Evaluations Plus to be able to take those skill sheets from a paper to a digital and making sure we're actually physically doing all of these items, which is you know part of that complete training package. Yeah, it's, it's great, you know, especially, you know, learning without borders and, and you listen to Dr. Lori Moore and she'll talk about, you know, generational differences in the workforce and, um, you know, so we all learn differently and, uh, you know, being able to have um, that kind of more tailored so it, it's not maybe traditional learning, we can do it at our own um at our own pace and at our own learning style. So I did want to, um, I wanted to touch on briefly, and I've been so um, humbled to work with, with you in the past. And, and I know um, it, we're in January and that's uh, uh, National Cancer Awareness Month for the fire service. Um, I want to give a shout out to our friends at uh, Firefighter Cancer Support Network and also uh, the IFF 
for all their work um, moving this uh, into the, the limelight of um, recognition of occupational cancer. But um, you all at Vector Solutions um, do uh, some of these uh, givebacks, I guess, to the service. I know, um, you know, one of the ones I've done previously, you've actually made uh, financial contributions to help um, the families of fallen uh, firefighters and, and organizations that support um, the men and women of public safety and their families. So I'm gonna put a shameless plug in. I know we've got one coming up um, on the 26th of this month. Um, and, and I think we partnered not only with you at Vector, but our friends at Fire Engineering. Um, and I'm, I'm just thrilled and, and humbled to be doing that jointly with my good friend, uh, uh, Assistant Deputy Chief uh, Frank Lieb uh, from the FDNY, uh, but why don't you talk a little bit about um, some of these, um, they're, they're kind of learning opportunities, but at the same time, um, they're helping financially, um, you know, put some put some resources where it helps uh, the men and women of the of public safety that maybe need um, some support. Definitely. Over the years, and I think to, to me, Todd, we go back a few years so we can talk about it. You know, in the early days of the safety stand downs, um, we, the fire service was crying for things to use, whether they're, they're, you know, we have a specific task and everything else. And Vector Solutions has been there that whole entire time. And like you said, we're providing courses. So I, I know we'll share with you a link in Vector Solutions is giving back. We want, we recognize what time of year it is. Uh, so not only are we partnering with you to do some webinars, but please, uh, we want to remind everybody that we're giving away our cancer awareness course. Another one that's really important to me is the PTSD uh, course as well. So you uh, follow the link, click on it, put your information in there. Uh, we have a lot of security with our system. Um, and the reason why we have security is, well, we don't want anybody else using your training name in there twice. So you're able to log in, take these courses free of charge, take that information and apply it to your life. That's all we're, that's all we're, we're caring about is making sure that uh, you are taking care of your long-term health. So you're not uh, a knucklehead like Robbie is on some issues. No, I, listen, we've all, we've all been there and, and I think, you know, better off today because we've got resources, um, yeah. like, like you've been talking about and the industry coming together and, in uh, partnering and, and using those resources. So folks, you don't get much for free in life. So, uh, Robbie just, uh, uh gave you a, a great link and, and I encourage everyone to take, uh, that training and education on both cancer and, uh, behavioral, uh, health and PTSD. So, um, great resources. Um, thank Vector Solution for for making those available. And uh, uh, please take time out of their out of your day um, and avail yourself and spread the word with with your brothers and sisters as well. Robbie, you you uh, had mentioned uh, earlier in in our discussion about I don't know if you said it was new, but um, a, a uh, performance management, exposure tracking, early intervention. Can you talk a little bit about what you were referring to? Definitely. I'm really excited. We're going to be having, we're going to be sharing more information throughout this quarter and also specifically at FDIC as, as well. Not to get, take away all the plugs for FDIC, but guardian tracking 
is a, a very phenomenal tool that makes it very easy to track certain things. And one of them, to me, is early invention. And when we think about it, each day our responders are seeing the horrors of people's lives. Um, and after a period of time, those horrors really do take an effect on us. And it happens, and sometimes if it's catastrophic, where you've seen uh, a pediatric fatality or some type of large event, a mass casualty, those are the ones that everybody sees on, we focus in on. So I, I remember when our agency first started creating SISM uh, teams to, to do those initial debriefs and we made them a requirement. So all the good calls, all the bad calls, everybody had to go through it. We invited our other badges to come in and, and join us. And then if it required, we brought a traumatologist, didn't even know that word existed until we got hooked up with a great team member and brought him in to help us. Because before, what did we have? Oh, you want to meet after work and go have a beer or something? It was, you know, we, we've learned over those periods of times, but it's also all of the little things that we see. And as chief officers, our greatest gift is to make sure everyone goes home in the right condition. And, but we need a, a tool like guardian tracking that can say, hey, Robbie saw this, and now all of a sudden, Robbie calls out. And did Robbie call out 30 minutes prior to shift? I mean, we've all been there um, where we've driven up to the parking lot and drove right by the entrance. And, um, you know, it's just, what are those things that we've seen? What are we going through in life? Um, how many times you, you talk to somebody and they're not performing right, and then you find out, oh, something's going on at the house. Um, so as a chief, to be able to see all of this in one spot, you need a tool like Vector Solutions Guardian Tracking to where you can record those major events, record those call outs, record if they showed up to a debrief. It doesn't matter what they did in the debrief. I'm not trying to track any of that information. That's all private, it stays in that room. But did you come? Did you not come? And, and have trigger alerts that automate that, that session that comes up. Robbie sees a fatality. He's called out two times. There's a write-up for being insubordinate, not doing the training. All of these milestones, they'll be maybe minor individually. When you put them together, we can see Robbie's struggling. You know, as a battalion chief, let me give Robbie the day off. Let, you know what, Robbie? I want you to focus. Here's a number. I want you to, I want you to, let's take some positive steps to correct this. Identify what is the root of this and let's work together. I mean, th that to me would have made not my job easier, but being a brother or a sister to, to, to somebody, that would have been impactful to me. Those are the milestones I wish I would have had more of as a chief officer. That was outstanding. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And that, uh, so you heard it here first, uh, if you're attending FDIC, some, some, uh, some great resources and tools, you know, it's always, I think sometimes I, I know I get frustrated with technology. I don't really understand it. And, you know, the more we have, the more it doesn't work, it seems sometimes, but, you know, when, when you, when you've got such, you know, I'll call it a job, eh, but basically um, helping you connect the dots um, to make sure that we're, we're not missing 
um, what's going on with our members. And, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, we talk about artificial intelligence and um, using some of these tools for, for good. Um, and, and that's exactly um, what it sounds like you've put together is just, a, you know, a resource to help look after each other. Um, and in that vein, I think we can use all the help we can get. And I see that, I, that resource that you're talking about, Robbie, with that, you know, we think of the mental health, mental slash emotional health of, of what you're describing there with the, with the repetitive traumas. My son's a firefighter. He was, he, he was, he had a great save the other day, by the way, Todd, I haven't even told you about this shit, but he had a great save car went down an embankment and he went down, roped her off and, you know, all this stuff, water beautiful, flowing beautiful. in the cold up in Cincinnati. But, um, I talked to him a couple of days later and he said, Oh, I had another save that day, but I don't really want to talk about that one with you. He goes, I'll spare you the details of that. And it, and it, and it occurred to me like, you know, it, it, you know, again, that repetitive trauma. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but when I just want to, I want to put something out here and I want to get your response or thoughts on it, Robbie, is that, when I, when you were describing that, that repetitive trauma, it's make, it makes me think of like, um, you know, I wish, and I want, I'm on the team. I'm, I'm in that group that's trying to help people understand that, you know, we all go out and we get our physicals, right? We, we, whether you're in the fire service or any, you know, most people get an annual physical, right? It's part of being, you know, just, it's just standard, right? When are we going to ever have a mental health checkup? right and then take it a step further um i exercise a lot i watch what i eat i try to get the right amount of sleep you know i i i try to walk the talk of what i do you know for a living and with that i think about you know this year one of my goals is to work on and, and to create some new courses on what i want to call mental fitness because we think of mental health as, oh, you know, you something happened to you, so you're not as healthy mentally anymore. It's not, I don't see it that way at all. You know, I see it more of building up that mental fitness, that emotional fitness strength. Another word, resiliency, right? That 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 you build up. But how do you build up, how do you build up our physical resiliency? You first have to tear the muscles down and then allow time to recuperate and build. And I think those repetitive traumas, I think about it as sort of those times when if I've taken time off and I go back to the gym, I'm all motivated. And then I do way too much. And then the next day I get come down with something, you know, it's like, I've got the flu for a week, you know, cause I did too much. And I think of that as almost like that, that, that big trauma, right? Something hits you too much. But then again, you have those repetitive traumas. It's just like, if you, if you exercise, you can split it up, but you go hard, 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 hard. One thing that I've learned um, is through, through this, you know, a smart ring, if you will, is that, Hey, your scores aren't that good. And I'm like, I'm like, well, why aren't they that good? And I'm like, I'm exercising every day. And it's like, you're doing too much. You're not allowing recovery for you to grow. And I think about that in the mental health world. It's like, you know, we, we need to start doing mental fitness exercise, whether, you know, an example would be gratitude 
you know, exercise, you know, what are we grateful for, you know, using the positive psychology field out there in this mental health, mental fitness approach. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think that that is something that you're seeing from an educational perspective, that that is potentially where we're heading with this is that we can really get on top and in front of the curve on mental health issues if we start doing proactive training for mental fitness. I love that analogy of the uh, the mental fitness. I think it is really the the 2023's major milestone. I think if the fire service could create one, um, is is in this area. We we already tackled some of the PPE stuff. We're still dealing with those those items. But you're but I love that that aspect of it. We are seeing some of it change and evolve. And sometimes I think firefighters were our own worst enemies as it relates to this, because in the fire service, we're all quick to laugh and, and laugh at somebody else's expense and all the rest of that stuff. You know, so as soon as someone tries to share something that maybe be a little soft, we're quick to jump on them and, and those kind of things. I thought what was what was neat there, Donnie, is in October, I was looking at a thread on Twitter that was talking about what do you want your department to change in 23? And the number one thing I saw come up, and I would say the, the name of the, the Twitter feed, but it has an inappropriate word in there. And, and I don't wanna share that with our, our listeners, but um, fitness came up and there was like 20 things of fitness. And then boom, I wish my department would put the emphasis that they do on physical, but for mental. Mm-hmm. fitness and I was like oh that is that's a good one there that that deserves a, a button click yeah and then from then on it, it there was more mental fitness I think that I think we as a fire service are getting over ourselves but how do we get everybody trained how do we that's where those I think the state resources the where federal resources really need to come in and continue to support. Uh, I came from the state of Georgia. They paid for our initial, our in, initial career counseling team, and not career counseling, but um, our system teams in preparing us for us. That took a, a big load off of us, but I think we still need to continue this process. And there's got to be sooner or later, a standard has to, to get adopted to cover some of these recommendations. But I think it starts also at the chief level. If you look at what West Metro Fire Department in Colorado is doing and and having the the coffee time to talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. um, I think is fantastic. You know, mine was breakfast with the boys and girls and working out, but being able to come back and talk to somebody, that's all we're trying to do. Trying to get it off of us where it needs to be so we can do that Repair. The, the breakfast was that discussion. The repair was working out and doing our rec activities as a group, like you were saying. That was mine. Mm-hmm. And it worked. But as soon as I changed it, it it all fell apart. And I had to find a new way to, to I needed to have that balance in there. But I think um, it's gonna take some federal and state resources, but it also starts with the fire chief. Um, that's where it has to be front and center the fire chief talking to the assistants or deputy chiefs, whatever your rank structure is, then going down to the battalions, 
and then the battalion's talking to the captains and the captains, lieutenants, whatever we say and do as leaders to the next group down makes it important. And I think we really have to make it a priority and listen to the line to see what's going to work for them as well. But I'm hoping 23 is our year for removing barriers and letting us grow. Yeah. Some great, uh, some great insight. And I, I think, you know, I, I see it shifting. I, I know from when we started in the service, Robbie, um, you know, to where we are today, um, much more of these discussions and resources are happening and in, in place again for our audience out there, you know, whether you're volunteer with the uh, National Volunteer Fire uh, Council has tremendous resources, the IFF has a plethora of, of resources and, and peer support training and, and counseling. So um, it, it's it's uh, definitely evolving, and that's great to, to see because much needed. I, I want to be mindful. I know we, we, uh, we've covered a lot of topics today, and, and I'm sure um, only scratched the surface, no doubt. Um, we'll, we'll definitely look to have you uh, uh, on for version 2.0, but I, I want to um, – I want to – close today's interview Robbie with you um, you know we started with you sharing your your professional journey um, and where that's taken you uh, through the fire service and into uh, vector and, and work you're doing um, for, continuing to do for public safety and that role um, looking back over your your lifespan um, both professionally and, and even personally and, and perhaps they're intertwined to some extent, if, if there was one lesson that you would impart and share with our listening audience that maybe just starting on their journey, um, what what would that be? That's a fantastic one. And uh, that's a great question. For me, it would be mentorship. I thought growing up, it was really me and, and my partner. That's who, you know, we're, we're basically the same age. And we were both giving each other horrible advice. Um, I think back at my first captain when I was signing up for the pension fund and I was like, I ain't giving this money up. I need that money. There's, there's beer to be drunk and, and things to chase. And I need all that money for that. And uh, he goes, do you want to do all that with or without a broken hand? And um, him telling me that really stuck with me. And it wasn't later that I realized that we need, we need people that are older and wiser. They've already made the bad decisions. So we need to stop and look at it. So having mentorship, when I became a chief officer, a lot of stuff came to me. And when you talk about that gratitude, I wrote that one down. I love that exercise Don, very much. Um, but I was able to talk to somebody who'd been a chief longer, who wasn't part of my peer group. I reached out to somebody. Um, he was in the great state of, of Florida. And I was able to talk to him and listen to what they said. And he was very cold. Um, to be such a warm guy, he just broke it down really hard. I, but it, was, it was what I needed to grow as a chief officer. I was able to share what was working for me, what wasn't in these situations. It wasn't just operational stuff. We're people people mm -hmm. we we so it was really a great and i really wish i would have been able to instill a mentoring program where you're 
Um, my personal one, I'm not going to say my age because we don't want to pigeon tail ourselves into a certain group, you know, but there's 10, there's a decade. There's one in the group, right? You got a 90, you got an 80, a 70, 60, 50, and 40. Um, we're a group in there. And having that opportunity to talk to mentors, have an accountability partner really has grown. I have grown personally from that more so than a lot of other areas. So I wish the fire service had a stronger mentorship programs and the agencies I see where they're doing it, the leadership level of the whole department is much higher than their neighbors because we're able to share, be vulnerable, but get those insights. So for me, mentorship, is such a critical component of those things. That's some great advice. And I, and I know we all have, you know, mentors that we've, we've uh, relied on along the way. And for our listeners out there, uh, if you don't have a mentor, um, maybe that's their New Year's resolution is to uh, uh, identify someone that you um, would see value in, in helping you uh, through your career. And, and uh, certainly those around you um, look to be a mentor uh, to others as well. So, um, it's, I, I believe, part of giving back um, the services has treated us very, very well. And part of our obligation is to make sure those coming up have those resources. So, Robbie, I want to thank you for your, your time today. This has been a chock full, almost uh, an hour. And uh, like I said, I'm sure we just scratched the surface, but uh, we've given our listeners uh, um, some great uh, things to think about, some resources to uh, to take a look at, some free um training uh, to avail themselves of. So uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to share um, your your knowledge and your wisdom and, and some of the great things that, that you all and your team are doing at Vector Solutions. So thank you and have a great 2023. Thank you all. I appreciate it very much. And uh, if you want to learn more about Vector Solutions, please let us know. It's technology to train, prepare, retain your people because we're in a saves lives. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you're a firefighter, law enforcement officer, or EMS professional who enjoys this podcast and would like some help with your work-life balance, you need to check out my Get Balance program. Not sure if you are balanced or not? Join me over at DonnieHutchinson.com and take the quiz. Together, we are going to get you balanced.